Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will have us breaking down yesterday's Nintendo Direct. My name is Jules and today our party members are... Mateo. Gino. Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to give us a like or follow. Remember, today's episode will be a lot better if you're watching from YouTube, um, as we will be going through the Direct in live time. So let's get this adventure rolling. Um, as this is a breakdown episode, we are going to skip through Icebreaker and um, Housekeeping. This is just going to be, you know, a follow-up to our episode um, 48 that dropped a few days ago. So, if you haven't, hadn't heard our predictions, maybe check that out. Um, hear what we had to predict, see what we got right, see what we got wrong. Um, but here is our breakdown. So, as with most of our breakdowns, we're just going to go through the direct here um, and uh, talk about what happens. So... We start off with the Nintendo Direct here. Um, so we have uh, something that pops up at the very beginning. We see a bunch of soldiers. Um, what, were, what was going through your mind at this time, guys? Well, I predicted we were going to get something Fire Emblem related. And when I heard the opening, like, uh, chords of the theme from Fire Emblem Three Houses. I'm like, oh my god, we're actually going to get a Fire Emblem Three Houses sequel or or something. And then when this logo kind of popped up, I immediately just like felt let down, basically, because <laughs> that was the raw reaction. I've warmed up to the this game as time has gone on. I've watched the trailer. I've heard other things. I'm actually kind of excited for it now. But immediate response was. Just, uh, come on. Yeah, that's fair. I, like, I think I popped in to the direct, uh, like, 30, 45 seconds late. So when I popped in, this logo was actually on the screen. Um, and I was just like, oh, cool. Um, another Fire Emblem Warriors game. I was like, very interesting choice. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I think it looks cool. I'm gonna play it here. Um... I'm just gonna go like this. So, um, you get kind of a look at like the characters. They look pretty faithful to how they were in Fire Emblem Three Houses, um, mm -hmm. and like the gameplay looks really good. Like the, this is the thing with Koi Tecmo Warrior ga Warriors games. I loved Hyrule Warriors, but it had its issues, um, and Fire Emblem Warriors was a massive disappointment. Um, but Age of Calamity really reinstated my faith in Koi Tecmo making really interesting Warriors games. And even just seeing things like this, like this map, like I'm wondering how much of Fire Emblem they're going to bring into this game. Um, I'm yep. really excited. I love the new designs of all the the house leaders. Um, and I'm really curious what they're going to do with the story here. Like I feel like it'll be a, a non-canon kind of fanfic sort of deal, but either way, like getting more of these characters, I think this is the ideal way to do it because... Like I said to you in our predictions, I personally don't see how they could have possibly made like a real continuation of these characters within the setting mm -hmm. of the universe with how they had multiple endings. But this kind of seems like a great way to explore the characters again. Um, so I really like it. I'm interested who this character will be um, back here. Yeah, This uh, purple hair that... guy. Oh, oh I, th I thought that was one of the... Um... One of the Grey House from the DLC. I thought it was one of their people. I never played the DLC for Three Houses just because 
when that game was going through its hype cycle and everything, I kind of just got overloaded with kind of like how Fire Emblem Fates turned out, where there was just too much Fire Emblem in a short amount of time. Because I did both Black Eagles playthrough, and I was in the middle of the um, the blue playthrough, and I just got burnt out. Yeah. And then I never did the yellow playthrough, and then when the DLC came out, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do this, and I just didn't. So I thought this guy was one of the um, the the DLC characters. But speaking of the DLC characters, do you think that they'll make an appearance in in this game as well? I think so. I I think yeah. at least they'll appear as side characters because I think like they kind of canonize their involvement into the story. So I I can see them popping up. Um, and this character, yeah, is entirely new. Judging by the um, box art that was released later, this character is going to be a major character. Might even be like an opposite to Byleth, where maybe there was like because there's like the box art, um, kind of like it's like Byleth crossing swords with this this character, and then the three house leaders on the bottom. But above are like Sothis on the side of Byleth, and then some other character that looks like another goddess or god above this character. So I'm wondering if this story is going to kind of be about like maybe a rival. Rival god to Sothis, and this is like their avatar. That'd be interesting, actually. Yeah. So it, it'll be cool, like um, what happens. I'm sure there's gonna be some time travel mumbo jumbo, as there usually is, and in, in uh, <laughs> Warriors games, like I'm sure it's gonna be something like the villains are like, let's stop Byleth by sending something back in time and changing history. Um, but that's okay. Like I'm totally okay with that. Um. I think either way it looks it looks really cool. Um and uh do you well like before we kind of talk about it like let's just look at the date here. Um so it's June 24th, 2022, which is very soon. Like it's only a few months away. Um That's a common thing in this direct. Yeah, so Nintendo announcing games that are coming very soon that we never even knew about. So yeah, I'm pumped for this game to come out. I'm I think it could be a good summer game. Um Something to to keep me busy through the summer. Um, but let's talk about the meat and bones of all Warriors games, which is the rosters. Um, obviously, we know that the playable characters as of now are going to be the three, like Byleth, the three house leaders, most likely. Well, not most likely, we see them here. Um, and then most likely that new character will be playable in some form. Um are there any characters you think will be or hope will be playable in this game? Well, I think for sure Sothis probably would be playable as well, just because of how big of a character she is. Now, whether it's something like base roster or uh, DLC or something, I just I just think eventually at some point she will be a playable character in the game. But I and I also think that the like the i forgot what they called them like the like the 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 second in command type characters uh, the retainers the, the leaders yes yeah the yeah i think all of them will be playable as well for sure well here's a question uh, about I've, I've, that um because yep. i was just having this conversation with my roommate and we kind of said the same thing we're like well the retainers will probably be playable and i was like oh yeah then hilda will be playable and he's like hilda's not the retainer of the golden deer the golden deer don't have a retainer and then I was really confused, so I looked it up, and it's true. The Golden Deer don't actually have a retainer. There's no second-in-command. But commonly, Hilda and Lorenz are seen as the second-in-command. So 
I wonder if both or neither of them will be playable. Mm. But and like there's and there's also like fan favorite characters like um Bernadetta and like characters yeah. like that Lysithia. that will yeah, like they'll be in 100% like uh for me though like my uh my most in, in, or most wanted character that's not on the uh that's not neither like one of the the main characters or the retainers is um Alois or Alois. Alois. I like oh, really? You like Alois? Yeah. I like Alois. Yeah. He's funny. He's a night guy, even, right? He, yeah. Or even um, Petra. Petra was one of my, my favorite units uh, on my playthrough. So. How about you, Gino? Who do you want to see? Honestly, I don't remember any of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I, I honestly don't. When I'm experiencing the game, I totally get into it. But once I move on to something else, I. I just don't and there's care. a lot of characters to keep track of. I like I want to see Sylvain and um like Sylvain's I want to see another one, yeah. I want to see Lysithia. I want to see Ferdinand as well. Um just because of the memes. Um I'm Ferdinand von Eyer. <laughs> um <laughs> but um in terms of roster and characters, I'm hoping that they go one of two routes. And I will only accept one of these two routes. So either they, the, yep, these are the only two things. So one of the biggest issues with Fire Emblem Warriors, there were two major issues. One of the issues was the fact that it was like a Fire Emblem Warriors game and it only featured a few titles from the series, which is something that this game won't have to deal with because it's focusing completely on three houses, which is good. Um, but the other issue was that a lot of the characters were clones of each other. For example, like all the Pegasus Knights and all the Archers were all the same character. Um, and there wasn't, yeah, like, and, and there, there wasn't that much variety. Like Hyrule Warriors had something like 38 unique playable characters. And then Fire Emblem Warriors had like 11 and that was such a, such a downgrade. So my hope for this game is they either have to depart from that clone concept or dive headfirst into it. So I will only accept either, you know, like 20 to 25 characters, like, Age of Calamity had, where all the characters are unique, even if you have two spellcasters, even if you have multiple archers, even if you have multiple dragon riders that they all play in unique ways, or double down into the clone thing and have literally every character from Three Houses playable, but the vast majority of them are just clones of each other. All the archers play the same, all the Pegasus riders play the same, but then at least you can have everybody. Or I, I challenge you on the the having like fifty plus characters in that. Why don't you just pick a pick a playstyle, and it's just the the unit type, and then you can just pick the skin for the character. Yeah, that and that's what I mean. It's like especially if they keep the three houses, um, mechanic. Like like that's the thing is I I personally think that what they're gonna do is there's gonna be multiple endings again. I think they're gonna let you choose a house again. Like, I think that's going to be this game. And then what they can do is they can make, like you're saying, Gino, like, it's not the character, it's the playstyle. So there's the archer, there's the Pegasus rider, there's there's the the sword user, there's the the ones on, like, the, the horses. Like, those are the playstyles. And then depending on who, which house you choose, the character who is skinned around that playstyle is different. So if you're on Blue Lions, right, like, you're 
you're playing with the Blue Lions characters, and if you're on the Black Eagles, you're playing with the Black Eagles characters, and then in that way, sure, there's not going to be a ton of different play styles, but all the characters can be represented the same way that they were in the original game, and I kind of hope that that's the way they go. Like, I'd be okay if there's less unique playable styles if all the characters show up again, Um, but I'd also be okay with the other way, as long as there's a good amount of representation from each house. Well, regardless, I'm like like I said, I I really have warmed up to this game within the last the last twenty four hours, and like I think I've I've come to terms with the fact that now like we're probably not gonna get the sort of sequel to Three Houses or or continuation of Three Houses I wanted, but this is definitely uh, a better situation than I thought it would be. Because now, like, especially after Age of Calamity, I feel like they kind of took the Nintendo or the Nintendo Warriors titles have sort of uh, upped their game a little bit. And this will be a lot more true to Three Houses. Yes. Um, June 24th. Yep. And the last thing I'll mention that uh, Mateo pointed out to me last night, which I didn't notice on my first two watches of the trailer, but it seems like based off of the trailer and based off the box art, that they're going with female Byleth is the is the Byleth in the game. And maybe they will let you choose, and maybe there will be a skin. Um, but at least marketing-wise, yeah. they're going with female, which in my mind is the canonical Byleth, just because it makes more sense that a goddess would be re- resurrecting as, you know, the same sex. But, you know, we live in 2022. Sothis can resurrect as whoever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's cool, and I'm glad that they're going with that. Um, and the last thing I'll say, um, is if there is DLC announced for this game, which there inevitably will be, I will avoid it like the plague. I don't think I've ever bought a DLC for a, war- a DLC pack for a Warriors game. <laughs> I have, and I was very happy with everything in Hyrule Warriors One. Fire Emblem Warriors was awful, and Age of Calamity buried dlc i do not trust koi tecmo warriors dlc anymore with the horrid content that came with age of calamity i like it was so bad that despite the fact that i bought it the second they announced it i never went back and like i i didn't even touch it i was like i have to buy it because i'm a zelda mega fan and if i don't buy it then i'm fake but I'll never play it. Like I don't care to play for the three, <laughs> the three crappy characters they gave us, which is like a guardian, Pura and Robbie as one character, and then Suga, who was already programmed into the game from the base game, and they basically just mm-hmm. clicked, a, hit a switch. Anyway, enough about that. We will move on through the direct Fire Emblem Three, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, June twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Looks good. Um, so let's just skip ahead here and. See the next announcement. So then we got uh, what's our friend's name here? I can't remember his name. This is Shinya Takahashi. Takahashi. So Takahashi is like here. Let's take a look at another thing, and we get to see uh, Advance Wars, which we know is coming this year. But we got a closer look, and we got some new details. Like there's going to be voice acting for some of the the like generals and things, which is really cool. I love the art. Mm-hmm. Like the art is so cool. The art style is great. Um, it looks a lot better. Uh, since the last time we saw this game, they really like it's like sort of like a toy soldier, 
uh, art style. And a lot of people didn't like that at first. I was reading online, but I've, I've always liked it. I thought that was a brilliant design uh, choice. And I really hope that if this game does well, that WayForward actually will like be the Advance Wars team for Nintendo and they won't let the series go without a game like they did since basically i think it was like 2008 or something like that the last one was on ds i believe um and like there's a there's online multiplayer there's uh you can build your own boards which is really cool so there's they're actually putting a lot of care in this game yeah and it shows it's really cool i'm definitely excited for this game i'm so excited i am too i i wasn't gonna buy it originally but I'm definitely going to buy it now. And I think putting this after Fire Emblem was also a really good choice because it reminded me, like, seeing this after Fire Emblem, oh, yeah, that's probably why they're not doing a traditional Fire Emblem this year that we know of. Oh, because yeah, I, didn't, I didn't even think of Like, that. they have a tactical game coming out, and if you throw um, um, Triangle Strategy in there as well, which isn't a Nintendo game, but it's still an exclusive, um, you do have two Fire Emblem-esque games coming this year, so I don't yeah. think we needed another tactical. Um yeah. So like it would have it would have honestly like just eaten away at the sales of this game here and they want people to get excited about this classic franchise. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a good way to represent both Fire Emblem and the tactical RPG genre while giving yeah. Advance Wars a little bit of the spotlight which it never has had in like it hasn't had in a long time and these games look great. Like I've never played them. I've never played Advance Wars. I've always been interested and but um it's hard to go back to games, whereas like this art style has me excited. Like I'm really, really excited for this. This looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nintendo and has like... formally announced the release date. Yep. It was <laughs> it was on the eShop if you went on the eShop page for this game, but they just never formally announced it. So it is April eighth. You can totally tell at the animation styles, like even just the characters kind of just like wiggling back and forth as they're standing there is very reminiscent of what the Shantae games do. And like you know that that's like okay, WayForward is is doing the art for this. Like you. Know. Yeah. Now, why does it say and Nintendo it just, I, Intelligent Systems at the bottom? By the way, is that just because Intelligent Systems made Advance Wars? Okay. That's their, just, that was one of their oh, franchises. I see. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right, Gino. Like Shantae's art style is fantastic, and like seeing it here is like it brings a whole new layer of like life to this game. Well. Um, I think we can move on from Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, yep. but it looks good. Um, pre-order is available now. So, yeah. Um, then we get our next one. Well, we don't really need to watch this one. We're going to skip right through this. No um, Man's Sky is coming to Switch. Yep. And probably won't run probably very well, run well, but that's okay. Yep. You know, I think... But they here's that to run on Switch, but they can't get Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, okay, so now we're ready to see uh, one of the big announcements, in our opinion. But The biggest surprise. It's definitely a big surprise. Did not leak at all. Yeah. Very cool. Remember as what I, I said, saw this, I screamed. This yeah. moment right here. Yep. Bowser doing his oh, my God. screaming in the basement. I still can't believe this. Like, the amount of times Joe has said we need a new Mario Strikers and the amount of times I've said it's, it's never happening, bro. It's done. It's gone. And I'm very happy I was wrong because I do love Mario Strikers, um, and I'm glad Nintendo's giving these these franchises the room to grow again. Like I'm so happy with what they're doing. Like they're I feel like we're living in the GameCube era again, and the GameCube era, in my opinion, was one of the best eras of 
Nintendo, if not the best era of Nintendo in terms of how they approach projects. And mm-hmm. oh, it looks so good. And like the gameplay here, like reminds me more of the first game. And I'm more of a fan of the first game than the second because I think the second is very overly complicated. And I hate that you can score five goals off of one thing. Yeah. Um, but me too. But this looks great. Like this looks like it's like bringing that aesthetic of the second game, um, and like the aggressiveness of the second game, but the the kind of like more. Um, like simplistic yeah, it's gameplay. Simpl- yeah, more of like yeah, contained gameplay. Um, and mm. then this gear system looks awesome. I love that Nintendo's allowing us to put costumes on Mario characters now. Like that was something that they avoided for so long, and now like with Odyssey and now this, and like with the other sports games, like we're finally seeing Mario and parties and the pals and different looks. Like I love Donkey Kong's like football gear. <laughs> yeah, it's really really cool. And then like. I wonder how, like, so you know how at the beginning you could get, like, basically they had two halves of different stadiums and they smushed them together. I wonder if that's going to have any gameplay uh, or any sort of ramifications on anything just or just aside from the visuals and it looking cool. Because, like, we've seen the Mushroom Kingdom, we've seen Bowser's Castle, uh, Donkey Kong's themed one and Luigi's Mansion themed one. But I wonder if all the characters, like if there's going to be a Yoshi's Island themed one or if there's going to be like a a Wario one or whatever, like that'd be really, really cool. Maybe dependent on who's the team captain, because I've seen bits and things where, okay, like Mario was running by on the screen wearing a purple jersey. Maybe that's if Waluigi is the team captain. You get a Waluigi themed arena and everyone wears Waluigi's colors. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well, Gino. I was like, maybe because like looking here, like maybe Bowser's the captain on one side. And on the other side, like Mario is or whatever, and that's kind of how it works because yeah. you got the fans. Yeah, like I can see that being the case. Yeah. And but yeah, one thing I'm excited and, for is in the in the next little bit. Sorry, Mateo. Um, just the the online clubs thing that's uh, going to come up. Yeah, you. Uh, you it, you're yeah, see it, it, uh, it'll come in, in yeah. a little bit, but yeah. Oh, I thought I thought we were further on in the in the video footage. Yeah, no, I rewound rewound it, but it's okay. Um, yeah, the online clubs thing looks really cool, um, and it'll come up here. I'll just skip us ahead to the online clubs. Um, oh, it's the strategy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's gear. Yeah, but you can talk about it a bit. Like we'll get there, but yeah, just like with the with the four of us playing, right? Like because we can do like an online match with with our friends and everything, right? Like of course there's gonna be like like online tournaments and kind of like a club bracket. I think it might be similar to what um, I know Mateo and some of his friends do a lot of like uh, NHL online and things like that. I wonder if it's going to be something like that where like, okay, there's going to be tournaments and then eventually there's going to be like a crowning of world first or like things like that, like a, like a, like a first place team or like if there's going to do like a traditional like bronze, silver, gold ranking system or things like that. Because uh, if we have Joe on our team, um, we have an unfair advantage. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I'm interested to see how good Joe is at this game without um, the feature of minions returning because that was a big mechanic. Not like It was a big thing in the first game, but they it wasn't as big because they were essentially all the same. They just they were minions, and 
Um, they're they're not in this game, right? Like you just choose the characters. But in the second game, that minion mechanic was a big mechanic in the game because every minion had its own like special move and dodge. And I remember that's that was where Joe was like really good, is because he really found like the frames that certain char- like characters dodges, um, like kept you essentially invincible, and you could like score infinite goals. And he was really great with that stuff. But that mechanic seems to be gone. So I'm curious to see what will happen. Um, still Mario Strikers God though. Yeah, still Mario Strikers God, and like, I'm see, I'm I'm not happy about the min- removing the minions personally. Um, but as long as this roster is a little bigger than what they are showing in this, um, first kind of reveal, then I'll be okay with it. Cause I just right now there's only ten characters, and it's you know, it's four on four. Well, there might actually be there might actually be another character that we didn't see like formally shown because I don't know if it's in this trailer or if it was in a piece of promotional material that I saw, but Bowser is in an orange outfit with like blue and white highlights, which to me would seem would make it look like that Daisy's in the game because that was her color palette in other games. So yeah, maybe Daisy's in the game. Yeah, which would all automatically mean that, and Daisy should be in the game, like realistically. So, mm-hmm. um, how do you guys feel about this orb mechanic? How you can't just activate the super shots by like whenever you want anymore. Now you have to have an orb. Um, to me, like that makes sense that it would be that way because of you, ha- like you have four captains on your team instead of the minions as well. But because like it'd be kind of broken if everyone could do a super strike or, or I guess they're not calling it super strike anymore. It's like the ultra strike or whatever. Um, uh, they'd be, that'd be ridiculous if all four characters on your team could do that whenever. Um, so Mateo, Bowser's super team could do that. Every single one of yeah, them could. And, and, and yes. Bowser's super team was broken. And yeah, game. no one, they were we didn't, when we would play, we would ban the super team. So, um, I'm happy that, Honestly, they, 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 I think that's a good fix or a good solution to that. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I will say, kind of just like to close it out, like I think what I've always loved most about these games was um, the super shots and like how they looked and the look of these super shots here, like where it kind of goes into like this really cool, like reminiscent of the art, kind of like freeze frame like looks so cool like i love this aesthetic. it's brilliant it looks so good they've mm-hmm. done a really good job with it but i will that say actually may have been the shot of bowser that you just yep. went by that may have been the one that is with him in like the daisy outfit oh right here um yeah in orange yeah yeah but it also um, could just be green with like the filter and that's shit straight up orange and 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 blue i think yeah but that could <laughs> also be bowser's colors Maybe, but yeah. uh, even DK has blue on that purple outfit there. Yeah, so well, it's to be seen. I, I, I would be surprised if there isn't at least Daisy. But all I can say is R.I.P. Kremlings. Um, yeah, not not happy with the boom boom replacement, but that's all right. Now, um, what they didn't actually talk about in the direct, they didn't announce who was developing it this is next level games uh coming back to the mario strikers series which 
is amazing. They are like it's like their games, all of them. The the other strikers games, Punch Out, and the Luigi's Mansion games. There's so much personality and the fantastic character animations, and I could not be happier that they brought them back. It it feels right. It would not have felt the same if another studio was working on it on this game because just how well uh, the characters are are like emote and move around. It's like I say, like the Strikers games. The reason they're so awesome is that it's Mario with attitude, and we don't see that same, uh, you know, vanilla type of Mario character animations and interactions and stuff in this game. And that's why the Striker series is just so special on top of having fantastic gameplay. But like this announcement came out of nowhere. I'm so happy it didn't leak and it's coming out so soon. So like, it's just amazing announcement after amazing announcement for this game. Like, it's in such good hands. I hope it does well. I hope everyone plays it because those Strikers games, particularly the one on GameCube, are fantastic. Like it, I can't recommend them enough. And the art, can't wait for this. I game. will. I was like debating getting this game. Like I get most of my Mario Sports games at this point digitally. Like a lot of my multiplayer games, but the art in Mario Strikers games is just so good. I need to get the physical box art. Mm-hmm. Um, I will leave you with this though this question to close out Mario Strikers now that we've had for th- I don't know if it's three consecutive years but the last few years we had tennis then golf now Strikers do you think we hit the quartet in the next couple of years and get baseball the return to baseball that would be nice maybe maybe it remains to be seen Namco I believe Namco and I guess now would be Bandai Namco, and they got a good relationship with Nintendo. So if we get, it's not impossible. If we get it, I truly believe we live in the GameCube era 2.0. Um, but <laughs> let's move forward. So Mario Strikers, obviously, big announcement. Love it. Um, so following Mario Strikers, I don't remember what happens after this, but let's see. Um, hi Takahashi, what, what are you talking about? Um, ah, yes. This game. At first, I was like, is this Bayonetta? Is this Astral Chain 2? And then I saw the Inklings, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but um, what, do you, right. what do you think of this? So, yeah, it's just, like, I mean, obviously, it's nothing too new. Like, it's just more Salmon Run. Um, mm-hmm. But it looks really right. cool. Like, the bosses look really sweet. Um, <laughs> the Fish Stick. Yeah. The I love the name. Is I the love greatest the name. Yeah, it's so good. I loved um, Salmon Run, but, and I'm glad that they're expanding it. Yeah. It just, it seems like it's more of the same, but it's been refined more, and there's, like, you couldn't throw eggs before, which was a thing, actually, I remember us, like, saying, oh, I wish we could do this. And, yeah. and I just think that this is more of the same, but in a good way. And... But, like, this is all they showed for Splatoon. We didn't get a release date. We didn't get any campaign info or whatever. There has to be a Splatoon. I think it's going to be a Splatoon dedicated direct. You think at so? At some point between now and uh, what I th- and summer, because I think that, that this will be a summer game. Well, it is a summer game, um, and they said it's a summer yeah. game. But you, you don't think that'll just be a yeah. blowout at E3? No, I think that's not enough time. Yeah. I don't think that's enough we, time. I feel like in April or May or something, we'll get a Splatoon dedicated direct. Yep. 
Splatoon research guy needs to come back and make the the weird three again. <laughs> Splatoon, yeah. The body pose. <laughs> yep. I don't know. That guy's a legend. I don't know. I, I'm going to make the, the prediction that I think the next time we see Splatoon will be at E3, and I think we'll get a big blowout. Um, and I think the game's going to come out in August, and that'll give it two months before it comes out, um, after the big blowout. And maybe they'll have a, a Splatoon like dedicated direct, but I can see it being like in July, like a month before the game comes out. Because they have to touch on campaign, they have to touch on multiplayer, customization. Like, There's a lot to talk about, I think. Yep, that is true. But... So, I mean, we'll see. Um, either way, Super excited! This game's coming out in the summer. Yeah, we don't have a release date, but I'm I'm banking this one's either like late July or like mid late July to yeah. mid August. Yeah, it's a good it's mm-hmm. a good summer game. Yeah, for sure, it's a great Just summer. Game. Everyone's getting off of school. Exactly, um, it's the perfect time to release a game like this. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm I didn't I'm need to see mu- I didn't need to see yep, much about I'm this an one. Kaiju. Um, so yeah, it's Splatoon, um, Splatoon three. Coming summer, um, yeah, we didn't really need to see much more about it. I think we just needed to see a little. Um, so let's see what happened next. Takahashi's like, yo, let's see this. Um, what game was this? This is a remake. This is a oh, remake yes. of um, uh, SNES game. It's I'm blanking on the yeah, title. Front, yeah, Front, front Mission, Mission first. And then they confirmed that yeah. the second one is also getting a remake. Um a lot of Square Enix stuff happening in this in this direct actually, and this was the first of the yeah like the few major ones. Mm-hmm. So and then like this Square one. Enix, uh, oh no, okay, we'll go back. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, so I was say Square Enix always delivers the Nintendo directs with multiple announcements. They're really like they've become one, like them and Bandai Namco and Koei Tecmo are like the the trinity of developers that yeah they support them so much. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then we get this, which I, I'm actually really, <laughs> I'm really hyped for. I'm, I'm curious. It looks, curious the gameplay looks good. The gameplay looks good. And that's why I'm interested. Um, like, like I'm so down for like Mickey Speedway is awesome. So I'm so down for this, like Chocobo GP is coming out to switch as well. So like these classic mm. racers kind of getting like spiritual successors is cool. Um, and yeah, it's a free to play and it's a live service, but part of me is happy about that. Cause I'm like, I can play it without spending a dime on it. And like, realistically yeah. with a game like this, like I'm only going to play as a couple characters anyway. Like I don't really care. Yeah. And like, but they said it's only going to be Disney and Pixar characters. So, uh, yeah. So no Star I mean, Wars or I'm, Marvel. I'm not, but I, I understand that. I guess it's a little disappointing, but like, and but it's but it's still really weird seeing like Jack Sparrow in with Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and Sully. <laughs> I, I'm not Jack Sparrow like wearing a racing outfit. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like the characters aren't in and there. And driving like... a car. <laughs> yeah, it's very. You think he'd be sailing a boat? Yeah, it's very interesting for sure. Like, um, so I mean, cool concept. Like, I'm glad car racers are getting more, um, more exposure lately, and yeah, more love. So, you know, I'm down for it. I'm down for it to be free to play. Because let's be real, if this game was a paid game, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Probably won't play it. Probably not. So I'm I'm excited for this game either way. I welcome racers. Um, and then we get to this uh, some classic franchise on Nintendo Switch. 
Um, so the first of which is the Wii version of Star Wars The Force Unleashed being remastered. So this, despite the fact that the Switch can probably run, and I say probably because I'm not confident, but it can probably run the 360 PS3 version of Force Unleashed, they chose to go with the Wii one. Um, and I'm not sure how much you guys know about the Wii Force Unleashed, but it was a completely different game. Like, literally a completely different game. Like, it shares a story and it shares, like, levels, but it's, like, not the same game in the slightest. Like, it was a different developer made it, and it was fun. This is the version I played originally. I like it. Um, but it's very different game. Um, and then Ezio Collection, which is long overdue on Switch. Yep. With the best, um, containing the two best Assassin's Creed games, Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Definitely agree with that. I'm glad you said that, Gino. And, and I agree with that too. And like, it was funny. They talked about they said three classic games as referring to Assassin's Creed uh, Revelations as a classic game. I mean, I'm like, eh, that that game, it's not a classic. I that mean, game, it is. It wasn't it's great when it came out, and it's still not that great. I mean, if we're using it as if we use the metric of the whole Assassin's Creed series to determine whether it's good, at this point, Revelations is a good Assassin's Creed game. At the time, it was not. But now, it definitely is. If you if you wager it across the whole series. Um, but yeah, then we get, um, what is this, Metabots? Gundam? This is Gundam. Gundam. SD Gundam. Yeah, so it's some Gundam game, you know, I don't care for Gundam, but cool. That looks like a Yako game if I've ever um, seen one. This is a cool announcement. Like this was leaked a long time ago, um, but it's cool to see it. Which is a Chrono Cross um, remaster um, in the vein of like Final Fantasy VIII's remaster, um, where it's like HD graphics, well HD PS One graphics. Um, they did new models, so it looks significantly better. Um, they've added quality of life things, like being able to avoid. Um, the the encounters in the world and and things like that mm -hmm. so that you can go through the game not have to be grindy and this game is really cool like it has like 40 possible um party members that you can get and the story changes and it's a cool sequel to chrono trigger it doesn't feature the same characters but there's a lot of little connecting pieces that are really cool and i do swear by this game like this game's incredible um i personally won't play it again but what is cool is that they include radical dreamers um, Radical Dreamers. And this was only on the Satella view. Yeah, and it's just all it is is it's literally just like a choose your own adventure story, but it was something that was supposed mm -hmm. to lead into what was supposed to be Chrono Break, the third game. So the fact that this game is getting remade is a little suspicious to me. And I'd like to think that maybe there's something in the works. Um, I would love to see, though, um, after one of the games that's coming up. Actually, you know what? I'll save it. I'll save it. I'll tell you about it in a sec. Um, but yeah, I'm, Chrono Cross is cool. If you if you like Chrono Trigger and you've never played it, I, I would check it out. It's it's a really good game. When I, it, when me, I reviewed it on our old blog, I gave it 10 out of 10. So. <laughs> to me, it's really strange how this game is on the Switch, but not Chrono, Chrono Trigger. Trigger isn't. Yeah, and I'll speak yeah. to that in a sec, actually. Um, very soon, but right. I'll, I'll say it uh, when we get there. Um, no problem. But um, yeah, then the next thing here is okay. I will tell oh. you what was going through my mind here. I need to tell you. Okay, right. I saw this and I saw the car, and I was like, "This is a cop out. 
This isn't actually Kirby Forgotten Land. He's going to absorb the car and turn into a car from Mario Kart. And this is going to be Mario Kart 9 featuring Kirby. <laughs> and then the car starts going toward him. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh my god, it's Mario Kart. It's Mario Kart. And then he just became Kirby. Yep. And I was, I, while I was disappointed, I also thought it was really cool. Um, and this got me super hyped for Forgotten Like, I was decently hyped for Forgotten Land, but now I'm, like, full on board. Like, I think this trailer solidified the game for me. Like, I actually think it looks incredible. Yep. This, like, the whole, I forgot, like, they call it Mouthful Mode, which is, yeah. it's a really weird title. Yeah, like, it's weird quite name. creepy, I don't think, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not okay with the name on a fundamental level, but regardless of the fact, that feels like, or it seems like it's going to work like how capturing worked in Mario Odyssey, where you're going to use basically things in the environment to solve puzzles, and Kirby becomes that thing. Like it's, I think yeah. it's fantastic. Bridge Kirby, and you're starting to Bridge see Kirby. now. Like I feel like this trailer really starts to show that, like, yeah, this is more of a mario 3d world type experience not a mario odyssey type experience which i'm totally okay with but now i'm starting to see it and it looks great like with the amount of variety with mouthful mode like it looks like there's gonna be a lot of cool things like this is gonna be a really fun game and i'm really excited for it um and yeah it just looks so cool like it looks awesome um and then like even this waddle d town looks so cool Clear no, I'm not forest, okay with Kirby clear cutting. Yeah, clear cutting a forest. <laughs> but okay, okay, let's talk about this. Waldi's weapon shop. This is an amazing idea. I'm so happy yeah. they're doing this. Like having different varieties of the same um, things. Like that. That's awesome. I whoever came up with that idea deserves a, an award. Like this. Like, this looks great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm fairly certain that you need to upgrade an, an ability. Yeah. Eventually, to like one to like burn something and also like bust open a door. Yeah, I feel like the collectibles will be used to do that. Like that's how they'll keep those things there. And like even the bot, like look at that thing. Looks so cool. And there's clearly DDD. He's become a beast. He's part of the beast gang now. He's gonna be furry, furry king DDD. Well, he's already a penguin, so yeah. But he'll be he'll be even more of a penguin. I would love if they make him like one of those um, penguins that have the really furry eyebrows. Uh, but yeah, March twenty fifth, coming soon. It's looking great. It's looking great. Yeah. Yeah, we have our own things. Um, yeah, so then the next thing we get is... Oh, yeah, this is where I zoned out. And I actually walked away. Yeah. So I was, like, kind of watching this in the background while I was teaching. Um, actually, not really. You shouldn't really say that. Yeah, no, I wasn't really... Okay, but I wasn't teaching. Like, I was supporting somebody. Anyway, um, it was on in the background. I wasn't really watching it, but it was there. And this is definitely where I walked away and was like, okay, I'm going to... I don't need to be watching right now. Um, and yeah, I I don't care about MLB. But because I walked away at this point, I actually missed some things. Um, because there's some announcements that come after this. Um, 
Which art? MLB is. If you go back to the MLB, the show art, just for a quick sec, like the box art. It shows PlayStation Studios. It has the PlayStation Studios logo right on the front. So I'm not going to look at that. Um, But then, so I missed this, but I don't really care about this. Like, we knew Kingdom Hearts Integral Masterpiece for Cloud was coming. It's grossly overpriced. Please, people, do not buy this game. Do not buy it. It's overpriced, and it's a cloud version of the game. You can get it and permanently own it if you buy it literally Listen, anywhere else. If This is my advice to people. If you only own a Switch, buy these games. These are fantastic games. Yes. Are they grossly overpriced? Yes. Are they cloud version of the games? Yes. But are they some of the best games in existence? Also, yes. So, oh, geez. <laughs> that's all I'll say about this. But the announcement that I did miss that I care about um, because I had walked away is the one that comes after this, um, which is Clonoa. Like, this is hype. This, yep. this is so hype. These Clonoa is, um, it's like, it's like an old mascot, like 2D platformer kind of character. And so, so the original one came out on PlayStation 1. It got a remake on Wii. And I remember when the remake came out, I really wanted to play it and I never bought it. Um, but this is the first time that I think the second game is going to be available on something other than PlayStation 2, and it's like a $600 game. Wow, really? Maybe not 600 I might be like hyperbolizing that, but it's, it's a very expensive. expensive game. So this is like really exciting. Yeah. It Pac-Man on it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really excited for this yeah. game. I've always wanted to play Clonoa, and this looks really cool. This year's the 25th anniversary year for Klonoa, so cool. that's a really awesome thing. Yeah. And then this oh, yeah, is really awesome. Portal mm-hmm. on Switch. Yeah, and this is actually going to be a very fairly priced collection. It's only going to be 20 US dollars, so I mean, two fantastic games. And like, it, it's, it honestly, I'm surprised it took this long for Portal to come, and Portal and Portal 2 to come to Switch. Because it seems like, you know... Yeah. I thought like Portal should be like what Skyrim is. Like, it's on everything. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. we know how much Valve likes their money. Yep. And Portal's a great game. The thing is, though, Valve also doesn't know how to count to three. So they'll make compilations and all this other stuff, but they won't make the third game of any of their top series. That's okay, <laughs> though. It's like... No, but technically they did make a third Portal. It's just completely different. Um... Bridge Portal Bridge Maker doesn't count. Fine, but either way, I'm not getting this because I have Portal on multiple consoles and I love it and I've played through it many times. But if you've never played Portal and you're a Switch player, like I cannot recommend this game enough. It's so good, yeah. and especially the the two player mode in the second one, really great. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is its own completely different campaign. Yeah, it's awesome. I think it takes place after the single player campaign, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Nintendo fans, you know, like people like to make fun of Nintendo fans, like they're getting all these games late. But know what? Like you, Nintendo fans who've never bought another console and have only lived on Nintendo forever, took you a long time. You waited it out, but play these games. I wish, like this thing, make fun of people all you want that they haven't experienced these amazing games yet. But I would much rather be them and get to re-experience, like experience these incredible past games for the first time than live in the era where I'm now, where I've played all the good games, and now I'm only at the mercy of things that come out. Because sometimes things <laughs> that come out aren't very good. So, Plague Portal, you know? Like Undertale. It's great. No, shh, quiet. <laughs> Undertale's great. 
that one. Okay, here's the one. Yeah. Okay, it said a classic comes alive, and I was like, "What is this?" And then I couldn't really figure it out. Um, and then I started to see these environments. I was like, "Okay, prehistoric like castles." And uh, I, like, I straight up thought thought that was Mother Three seeing like the yeah. The Western I really style I really wasn't sure, but I saw these like environments, and then I like. And I think it's because Chrono Cross was in my head, but I was like, oh my god, is this a 2D HD remake of Chrono Trigger? And obviously it's not, and we'll get to what it is in a sec. But my prediction moving forward is the reason Chrono Trigger is not on Switch or modern consoles yet is because I think that's happening. I think that's like an inevitability at this point, is there will be a Chrono Trigger HD 2D remake. Like, it's perfect for it. Um, but anyway. if Square is first, is but doing, first they have to give it to us on the um, Nintendo Switch Online. No, I don't think I don't they think would. they will. Yeah, but either way, I I think that's where it's going to go. But enough about Chrono Trigger. Let's actually talk about what this is. Um, so this game is called Live Alive, um, and it's a game that never released out of from Japan in the West. Um, and now it's getting an HD 2D remake, and I was reading a lot about this game. This game's apparently really great. Like, this game's, mm-hmm. uh, like, a, a classic in Japan. Like, it's inspired a lot of games. Like, for example, Megalovania from Undertale that Gino just mentioned was named after something from this game. Um, and the concept's really cool. Like, I like that. And it looks like it's not just, like, an RPG. Like, there's different gameplay styles depending on the era you go to. Um, and you can pick any era in any order yeah. to start with. Like you don't have to play them in a set order. So which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, this game looks really cool. I'm actually probably gonna pick it up. Um I'm very impressed by what I saw and I'm I love the two D H D style. Um so this is really cool. Like I, I think this game looks really great and I'm excited to experience it because I've never heard of it. Like I really had never heard of it till now. Um and now it, it's kind of like catching wind of like how influential it was and how important of a game it was. And, you know, like this is hype. I'm kind of down. So I know what I'll be doing in July. There's going to be a lot to do in July. Square Enix, <laughs> take my money. There's so many games. Game, oh my God. The title was, I thought, I low key thought the game's title was Live a Evil. Live a Evil. <laughs> and then we get this. Nintendo Switch Sports, the sequel to Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort. Yep. Something I think nobody now saw coming. Can... Yeah. yeah. Wii Essential game reimagined for the modern. But game. I don't know, those characters look terrifying to me. Yeah, the the me these let's call them these like I guess Mies. I guess Mies. Well, they're you, not Mies. You they're can used. actually play as your Mies in this game. So like because later on they do a, a live or they do a Takahashi and Koizumi do a demo of this game, and they're using their actual Mies. Like you can tell they're Mies, like the the face, right? So, um, but I love how they brought Chambara back from uh, Wii Sports Resort. That was by far the best game in that. And then the, Nintendo announced um, that like the soccer and the soccer is like almost like Rocket League, <laughs> which is really funny, <laughs> and. Like, but like tennis had to come back. Tennis was a mainstay, and bowling. I'd say those are probably the two standout games from Wii Sports that hey, everyone loved. Let's talk about and, this. And though. Pick... Wait, wait, time out, time oh. out, time out, Jules. Do you think they'll find Totaka Song in this game? Probably, maybe. 
And do you think it'll be a hint to where Totaka's song is an actual Wii Sports? Because they haven't found it yet. I'd, all I want is his leg strap so that I can kick the soccer ball. <laughs> I love how your... in the presentation they're like, our wrist straps are on. I got a lot of space. Like Nintendo's like doing that. Like a lawyer probably told him, yeah, you got, you probably have to mention that in your, in your presentation. <laughs> but like badminton's awesome. I love badminton. Yeah, volleyball. Like it looks cool. And like, honestly, this game's not going to be for everybody. And it is, we found out after the direct, once it went up for pre-order, that is a reduced price game. It's only 50 bucks digitally. I'm assuming the physical version will be closer to a full price game because it will include the leg strap. The leg. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe not full price, but maybe like 60 bucks. Um, Battle Royale bowling. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's a lot of cool stuff here. And like the fact that it's online, like I think it'll be a great party game for a lot of people like i actually know some people who are really excited about this my partner is very excited about this one i'm i'm considering getting it too like it uh, like re sports is a great time and the fact that they're adding online i think adds a lot of value plus also they're adding golf i think in the fall they said golf is coming to it at no extra cost so like that's really cool they might even add like Maybe boxing, boxing will be added, or or other like sports from Wii hey, Sports Resort. If boxing is added, that'd be really cool. They better just add that that one me that beats the crap out of you. You guys know the one <laughs> I'm talking about. I I believe there's like so. the one, one famous boxing me that's just like everybody face. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, this it looks yeah, cool like, and like yeah, even the me's see, like they <laughs> they look a little creepy because they're so tall. Yeah, the proportions aren't that right, but um, but like this game is gonna sell like crazy. Now, Wii Sports is a classic game that everyone played, and even if a fraction of that audience that owned the game on Wii buys this, this will be a huge hit for Nintendo. And know what I feel they should do? I I don't think they will, but it would be a good opportunity. Um, I feel like they should include like a me editor within the game and it should be that like enhanced me editor that they included in um um what's it called the utopia utopia yeah maybe that would be nice maybe that actually would be a good idea um but yeah it's looking cool like definitely a big surprise and you know it's already a pack direct um mm-hmm. but really cool um so yeah see you later Zumi jumping away was really funny. And then April 29th, you know, coming soon. Um, um, but yeah, and then an on play test is ha- online play test is happening uh, next weekend, which is great. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to playing tennis. Um, and then let's see what we got next. I can't remember what comes after this. But... More headlines. Yeah, I believe. I believe it was more headlines. So yeah, you got the taiko drumming um, featuring, once again, Undertale content <laughs> in the form of Megalovania. Undertale's coming and up a quite really a bit. Awesome, and a really awesome rendition of the Legend of Zelda theme. Yeah. So it, it looks really cool. Like, I love rhythm games. I've never actually played Taiko, but... Um, these are big in Japan. They are these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks really cool. Um, yeah, so very cool. I'm going to skip through this a little bit and go to the next thing. Um, and then you got what's new in these Nintendo Switch games. So we got... Um, Triangle Strategy is coming out March 3rd. 
Um, it's such a bad name. And usually they 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 drop you know um, another demo. Like it's not unheard of. But what's nice is that this demo just, that came out yesterday, you can play up till the end of the third chapter, and then you can tr- transfer your save data. Um, so that's great. Like I I already downloaded it. I'm literally holding myself back from going back or going and playing it now just because I know what's going to happen is I'm going to get to the end of chapter three and then horizon forbidden West is going to come out and that's going to interrupt my, my gameplay until it actually comes out. So I'm going to hold off to like a few days before it comes out to actually play that demo. But it's, I always like when they do this because it allows you to play the game earlier. Yeah. Um, and it looks great. Like it, you know, this is the fire emblem of the year. So I'm going to pick that up. And then, you know, I love seeing more delicious last course since I waited so long to see something from this game. Yep. And that's still coming out June 30th, I believe. So that it, this is going to be another, another really awesome release in June. Like June is stacked, not just for Nintendo, just in, in general, June is stacked. There's, well, I guess even like after March, like when, once Kirby comes out, it's just going to be, like release after release yeah pretty much but this is a surprise yeah this was a surprise the metro dread free update and like i'll be honest i don't think it's anything that noteworthy so we'll just go through it quick um but they are adding a dread mode where if you touch something you die um i'll be honest like fine cool with it um but my big big but is they're in the rookie mode which is good for new gamers but I'm mad that they're adding a dread mode before they add a fusion mode because I would have liked something that was still like really hard and featured the fusion suit like they had in yeah. um, Samus Returns, um, but wasn't like redonkulously hard, you know. Um, and yeah. the boss rush is a nice touch like that. That that's actually... something I think that 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 should have been in the base game I think, but yeah. like that, I'll go at least we're it. getting it. Yeah, I'll go and play it anyway. And then there's this one now. It's probably got a lot of Shigata- people salty. Shigesato Itoi had to retweet the direct announcement and basically spoil this from happening. But this is this is cool. It's about time. Yeah, I know John Carlo was no. very upset that the announcement was just Earthbound coming to SNES and not Mother Three being localized. But I do believe that they're building to that eventually. One day we're gonna get it, um, in some form. Um, I don't think. As long as Reggie can announce it, Nintendo should just get Reggie to make that announcement. That would that would bring everything full circle in a really nice way. Yeah, and I I don't think Earthbound will ever get a um like a, a another sequel. Um, but it would be nice to see Mother Three. But the thing, the problem with Mother Three at this point is, how are they going to market that game if it does come? Because they're like locally they should be calling it earthbound 2 or earthbound something else but it's like been known as mother 3 for so long that like how do you remove that yeah exactly probably called earthbound mother or something yeah they'll have to do something but like that it's it's good that these games are off Wii U and 3DS now or at least like cuz uh, earthbound beginnings was only on Wii U and then earthbound itself was unless you want to buy the very expensive SNES cartridge, you have to buy a Wii U to play it, or a new 3DS. Or a th- uh, an SNES Classic, Or I think. a SNES Classic. So, but at least this way, you know, this was a nice surprise. It was They got added to the Switch Online immediately. 
after the direct. So I've actually heard it's better to play Earthbound Beginnings after Earthbound. Yes, I've heard so, that too. And and no, I like Earthbound Beginnings. Even just looking at it, not for me. I ain't going that far back to play an RPG. I haven't even gone back to play the original Final Fantasies. But I do yeah. really want to play Earthbound. I've been meaning to play through Earthbound, and so maybe this will give me that extra push to to do it. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is great for like a Nintendo great adding thing. value. Nintendo adding value to the online service. I mean, foreshadowing. the original online service didn't need any value to be added, to be honest. More value. It's been but, forever since they added good SNES then, and NES And then games. we get this like sizzle reel of stuff that I don't care about, but it's nice to know that they didn't really have much in terms of sizzle reel for this Direct. Like, a lot of it was just content. Mm-hmm. Like, this was the first Direct that didn't have a lot of filler, I felt. Um, so, yeah, like, I... Yeah, there's a bit of stuff here. Little... It was only a. Th- it was only. It was like this, this was Lego a short game. Looks really interesting. Too. I didn't even know it existed. And then we have here, that and so yeah, he mentions Mario Kart, and I went nuts. I was like, yes, yep. finally, Mario Kart Nine. I've been waiting for so uh, long. The rumors were well, true. We should we shouldn't be calling it Mario Kart Nine. But that's what I mean. Of something that they show. Well, that's what I mean. But that's what I mean. I was like Mario Kart Nine. I'm so hyped, and then I see this. I was like, this isn't Mario Kart Nine. This is Mario Kart Eight, and I was so upset. I was like, legitimately upset. I was like, this is stupid. Now you decide to make DLC Mario Kart Eight Mario DLC Kart 8 five 8 years later. Like I was <laughs> so upset watching this. I was like fine i'll take it but like i am not happy with this like i really the mario kart tour stages some... yeah like i was but then like they say this and i was like oh whatever um and then um we're getting there they start talking about the past so i was like okay whatever like i don't care like and they count oh wow as only old series oh wow eight things and then they're like oh no there's 48 and i was like okay never mind i'm i'm happy with this <laughs> Yeah, like this is this is, is two full games insane. of content. Like this is this is stupid value. And then I was like looking at this. I'm like, this is gonna be like sixty dollars. This yeah. is gonna be like a sixty dollar expansion. And then they're like, it, it doubles the courses in the game in the base game, which like, is already double the amount of courses that a typical Mario Kart game has. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, I think it's more than half of the playable backlist is now. Like, yeah, is there going to be usable in this game here? Yeah, and when so you know how like Smash's tagline was "Everyone is here," and then Mario Kart Eight everywhere is here, pretty almost, much. almost everywhere. No, it's not, everywhere. I don't even think you'd say most. It's I not mean, even almost. Technically, yeah. most, yeah. but like fifty-six percent is a, f- a very little most. Yeah, that. But either way, it's still a substantially gross amount of content for twenty-four dollars. Like, to put it into context, the original Mario Kart 8 DLC, I believe, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it was $20, and it came with six characters and 16 courses. $20. And I remember hearing that and being like, what a value, what a steal. Yep. This is, like, absurd. You are paying literally like 50 cents per track about that yeah like that is that's ridiculous like, n- n- and you know 
this game is the best-selling game on the Switch. It's the best-selling game in the franchise's history, in the, the series' history. Like, the install base for this game is massive. This is going to do so well. Like, think about it. Even if, like, they only sell this to, like, 5-10% of the player base, that'll be a huge success in terms of DLC. Yeah, the, like, the base... The- like the the install base of this game, I think it's like what Mateo was saying, like what, like fifty 40, million? 44 million or something like that. It's yeah. If that's only gonna grow, get it, that's the, what four million. Yeah. So like, yeah. if then like the thing is though, seeing them put this amount, like this many retro courses into this game, and yeah, I'll probably a lot of them will be from Mario Kart Tour, because, like, in the first pack alone, there's three Mario Kart Tour uh, stages, and I'm not complaining about that, because those no, are actually those are really fun courses. courses. So, um, but the fact that they're only doing retro courses in this might actually sort of change the yeah, direction man. of the series, I think. Yes. Like, yeah, for sure. how are you going to... Yeah, like why put retro courses in the next game if all of them are in in this game because <laughs> because while the last like five Mario Kart games had a balance between new courses and retro courses, the next game will no longer have retro courses and we'll need to replace those retro courses with something else to go hand in hand with the new Mario courses, which can only logistically be guest courses from guest Nintendo characters. Or a Diddy Kong Racing Adventure mode. Yes. Um, (laughs) But either way, like what, see, like some people might not be super stoked that it's only retro courses, but this is the way I look at it. The Mario Kart Tour tracks are essentially new. For most of Mm -hmm. us, they are like literally brand new. Some of a lot of people haven't played Mario Kart Tour, but also looking at Mario Kart Tour structure. Now, I might not be saying this exactly correct. I'm trying to remember because I did play Mario Kart Tour for quite a while. But if I'm not mistaken, none of the tracks in Mario Kart Tour actually had a definitive track because even like the tracks that were from old games, the way Mario Kart Tour worked was it actually like splice them up and like randomly generated like where things were and like change yeah, the they courses. added like ramps and yeah. stuff like that too and so i don't it wasn't the exact same yeah and i don't know if the actual maps like the paris and the tokyo i don't know if those ones ever had like an actual like standard form and this will solidify they, what those standard they might forms have look. they might have but i just don't remember and it wasn't prominent enough that you were going through them enough to like really know the layout so those maps Mm -hmm. are going to feel brand new and with the fact that three of the eight in the first wave are mario kart tour tracks that makes me feel that we are going to get a lot of mario kart tour tracks which means Mm -hmm. hopefully vancouver will be featured in mario kart 8 deluxe that is my hope that'd be really cool it would be very cool if Mar. If I, I'm not hopeful. I'm not hopeful in the slightest. But I really want to believe that we're gonna get Vancouver, and that would be so. That will be so cool as somebody who lives in Vancouver to like play with like my sister. Be like, let's play on the Vancouver map. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So they're gonna be splitting this up into six waves. The first one comes out. 
on March 18th. And I, like, I'm still a little bummed that they're not going to use this also to sort of beef up the roster a little bit with they could. the remaining few characters. Like, they could surprise us. But as of now, they haven't said anything. And it's, they're stressing its courses. Yes, but I do but believe... Would it be that much work to add characters no. that they added to Mario Kart Tour? It's not. Like Funky it's Kong, not that work, Dixie Kong, work. Diddy Kong, it's, Birdo. Like, well, this is my theory. And again, I'm... I'm going to give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt and say that they're going to be generous to us. I think the reason they didn't advertise characters is because the characters are not going to be part of the booster pass. That every time the booster pass comes out, just like with Smash, every time the new DLC comes out, the game is updated. And I think the characters, I think they'll give us like a character or a couple characters with each update, will be free. Like, everybody will get the characters. That's just an update. And the 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 tracks are the paid DLC. That's the way I'm going to yeah. look at it. Because, like, really, characters, like, in Mario Kart aren't really something you really need to be paying for. Like, they're literally just skins, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see them doing something like that. Um, but that remains to be seen. We'll see what happens. Either way, I'm looking forward to... Um, like so when Mario Kart 8 first came out I did this thing that I thought was crazy at the time so I believe there was um how many courses are in 48. Mario Kart there's 8 cups 8 deluxe times 48 four. no but the original 28 right uh what what the original before, have before 32 how many cups did they add in the original DLC 32 so 32 was the original yeah. Mario Kart 8 and I did this crazy mm-hmm. thing, because I like going, when I play Mario Kart, I'm not the kind of person who likes to pick a cup. I often go into verses, and I choose, like, four random races. So it'll be, like, a random cup. But I started doing this thing when Mario Kart 8 came out, and I'm like, I'm going to do the 32 race cup. And I remember, it took me, like, two and a half hours to do, but I did it, because I love Mario Kart. And I did it multiple times, because I loved it. Then when the DLC came out, I'm like, I'm going to be a madman. I'm going to play the 48 race cup and i've done this multiple times i've done it with my roommate several times i've done it on my own takes like three and a half hours so fun i look forward to the day that i can do the 96 race cup oh god it will take me like eight hours but i will do it all day it will take me all day but i i will do it i have to I have to do the 96 race cup. And if Nintendo doesn't give me the option to do the 96 race cup, I will be so upset. I need the 96 race cup. Jules, you are a madman. But even if they don't give us the 96 race cup, at least I can live knowing that from now on, when I choose the 48 race cup, it will always be different. It won't be the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, like the the last little bit about this game um, that they kind of say after, which we were talking about this before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm giving um, myself Nintendo, half a point. Yeah, Nintendo Online on this. needed something else to give it value, and this is it. You know, mm-hmm. this is a great part of the expansion pass. And I know some people don't love the idea that like you don't technically own it, and like fine, I get it. But for the vast majority of people, are you really going to go back and play it after you've like done it a ton? 
like for me, I'm gonna go buy it after. Like if the expansion pass, like once we've moved on into Switch is no longer the Nintendo system anymore, I'm gonna go buy the expansion pass so that I have it. Um, the booster course pass, but if the, I can ride on these coattails for the next five years, like I'm doing it. Oh yeah, Save money. it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, and like, like I said, I can see them just continually adding more DLC, like smaller scale stuff, right? Like this is only 25 bucks and it's a good way to drive people into the service. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, Like I think that this, this is a no brainer. Like so many people own this game already and yeah, it's about four years too late for the DLC, I think. But like, that's the only valid criticism is that like now we won't, realistically we won't have a new mario kart game until like 2024 at the earliest i so can i tell you guys a story my theory about this all right so this is my theory about mario kart 8 deluxe because at first when they said 48 courses i misheard i thought they said all 48 were coming out by the end of 2022 and i was like okay that makes sense because that means they've been making these courses for the last five years Makes sense. But then when I heard that, like I rewatched it and it said 2023, I'm like, okay, well, then what have they been doing the last five years? Because. Making Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm like, what have they been doing? And this is my theory. This project started out as Mario Kart 9. Smash Bros. and the concept behind Super Smash Bros. Ultimate was such a great, you know, like amazing like um hype machine. yeah hype like machine like built on nostalgia and history that the mario kart team was like we should do the same thing and they started making hd versions of a ton of courses throughout the series with the intention that mario kart 9 will be the um the super smash bros ultimate of mario kart part way into development of that they realized, and Nintendo realized, well, so many people have bought Mario Kart 8 that even if you release that, especially if it's all retro courses, it's going to be hard to sell. So let's make it DLC. And then Mario Kart 9 will be your brand new concept, whatever you want to do. And I think that's paving the road for either a major, either something like big concept wise change, like Nintendo Kart. Or, like, just a massive, like, gameplay overhaul, right? Like, something different. Because I I do think that this started off as a concept for Mario Kart 9, and they were just like, well, why make it Mario Kart 9 when we can just add it onto Mario Kart 8? And then there's even more tracks. And then Mario Kart 8 becomes Mm -hmm. the the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. That's my theory. Um, Okay, so we're going to move on to the final announcement. I, I, uh, before we move on to the final announcement, sure. I just kind of wanted to like add on a little bit here to what you were yeah. saying, Jules. Is I also think that Mario Kart Nine will now have to be a fundamental. Uh, let's call it Mario Kart thing. Ten, because Mario <laughs> Kart Nine is Mario no. Kart why Tour. it's Mario Kart Nine? I'm telling you, this is what I thought about. I can't. I'm not good enough at wordplay to figure it out. But I think originally, like I said, I think this was supposed to be Mario Kart Nine. And Mario Kart 10 was going to be like, it's the 10th one. It's going to be a massive change. Maybe even like Nintendo Kart. And then I thought about it. I'm like, but isn't it more poetic that Mario Kart 9 
would be the Nintendo Kart Racer because it has the N-I-N in 9, and they're somehow going to create some kind of wordplay around 9 and Nintendo to be the title for Mario Kart 9. Well, the, I, the, I think this is Mario Kart Nine like, Tento. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, though, I think this was this was a smart move because you have your install base that already has it. It entices them to go in to get the expansion pack to give them the Mario Kart DLC, and because this is a more fun way to do it. But also, these new forty-eight court, well, these these new old courses that are all being redone. This is kind of like the last huzzah. I want to say. For the Mario Kart 7 slash Mario Kart 8 gameplay style. 9 is going to be completely different. And maybe. And I think that that's very possible. Um, and like who knows. They might surprise us. This might be like a Smash Wii U to Smash Ultimate deal. Where like Mario Kart 9 is going to have literally all these courses come back as well. As well as introduce a crap ton of new stuff. Right? Like that could also be the case. They redo? But then, then they have to rename... The Mario Kart 8 Mushroom Through Star Cup. <laughs> because Mushroom Through Star is always whatever's current for that generation or that game. Yeah, but I mean, like, they could bring back a lot of stuff, I think is what I was yeah. meaning. But, yeah. yeah. Well, they'd only... It'd be very difficult. I don't know like, if, if, the, if the next game really changes up the gameplay. Like, how are they going to adapt... Um, like if we go based on what you guys said, like how would they even use like anti gravity? Like, like they, they there's no way they there's no way they'd be able to bring back the anti gravity mechanic. Like those tracks are so ingrained with anti gravity, like the anti gravity zones. Like that's why I think they can't bring back retro courses in the next game. It just doesn't make sense. It just it will fundamentally not work because eight's courses can't be. Well, adapted. But the thing is, to be fair, most mechanics that they've ever introduced that were like major, like gameplay mechanics, not things like Double Dash, which were gimmicks, but like gameplay, they kept. So I don't actually anticipate that the the zero grav or sort of the anti grav is going to go away. Um, in the next game, I just think there will be there'll like be a ma- yeah, there will be another layer. That's the way I look at Mario yeah. Kart. Is like they keep most of their changes. Um, there just will be some kind of gimmick that will change things up. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, anyway, so let's move through to the final announcement of the Direct, um, which is a big one for me, and I'm going to talk about it quite a bit at you guys, because I know you guys aren't as invested in this. You don't know anything. Yeah, ultimately. <laughs> um, but just to let everybody know, um, there will be full spoilers for this series as we go through. But anyway, when I saw this, I knew what it was. I could tell from the art style. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. We were right. I'm not surprised, but we have the third Xenoblade game on our hands here. Um, especially when I saw the swords here. I was like, okay. Yeah, like I know what we're talking about. Um, you know, you got some really familiar looking aesthetics here you have like something that looks like a monado on the main character there um you have like these like kind of like mechanical weapons um and then you got these flutes i don't know what what these are but you got cat ears you know got a nice little mix of anime and uh british accents as is known by xenoblade and then beautiful (laughs) environments like looks amazing like 
clearly running on the same engine as two and and definitive edition of the first game, but looks great. Um, now, when I watch the trailer, I watch it on mute um, because I was just kind of half paying attention. Um, but I rewatch it later, and there's a lot here. There's a lot to unpack. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as we go through. But one of the big things that they say at the end of the trailer, um, that Takahashi is that his name? Mm-hmm. So one of the big things that Takahashi says at the end of the trailer, which is something that I was getting vibes of when I first watched it was this game will connect the futures of Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2. So again, series spoilers. So if you haven't played them and you care, probably back out. Um, I assume you two don't care. No, I, 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 I can't get into Xenoblade. So, so I've tried multiple times. Well, I'll give you a bit of a rundown. So, Xenoblade 1 and Xenoblade 2 and Xenoblade Chronicles X were all separate games. Um, But Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had a very loose connection to the first game. And what that loose connection was, was the first game, the the backstory of the game was that um, there was this scientist from Earth, we assume it was Earth, way back when, who there was a war and he was trying to stop things from happening. He went too far, ended up destroying the world and recreating it. Um, and that's what Xenoblade 1's world was. And that character, like in the mythos, was like the god of the world. He was, he was the villain of Xenoblade 1. In Xenoblade 2, there was a scene that was very, very, very similar to explain the origin of that world. And by the end of the game, you find out that it was the same origin. And what happened was that character, Klaus, um, essentially what happened is when he destroyed the world, what actually did, it split it. So part of his body remained in the old world that was destroyed, and it created a new world, which was the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 world. Um, And then the other half of his body entered a, an alternate reality where he created a different world and he was more villainous and that was the Xenoblade Chronicles 1 world. So they were like loosely connected. Um, and the Definitive Edition had the future connected expansion that suggested that there might be some connections, even more connections between Xenoblade 1 and 2. This game is formally going to bring the two together, which is so hype, like so ridiculously hype. Um, and I'm so excited, but there's a lot of things that are like from each of the worlds. So, like for example, if we go back here um, and we look at some of the player characters, um, so you have um, we have obviously new character. I can't remember his name, but he has something that looks like a Monado. You know, Monados were also in the second game, but they were a different thing. Um, and then you got this the female character who has cat ears very similar to one of the characters Nia from Zombie Chronicles 2 and she has um, that little crystal on her chest which looks like a core crystal which is the the things that power the blades from Zombie Chronicles 2 so there's already a lot that just shows that there's elements from both worlds now what's mm-hmm. super interesting is what people are referring to as <laughs> I don't even know if I can say this on 
the the podcast because it might be a little bit uh, inappropriate. So I'm not going to use the word, but um, Xenoblade Chronicles two and Xenoblade Chronicles one each had a character, a party member, a female party member particularly, who gets snubbed. So there's Melia, she's the, in Devil Chronicles 1, she's the girl with the, like, pink and the winged hair, and she's, like, in love with Shulk, but Shulk snubs her for Fiora. She's also from the race called the Hyantia, and they're, like, an immortal race, um, and they live very long. And then Nia, the female party member in the second game, she's in love with Rex, but Rex obviously is in love with Pyra slash Mithra, and she kind of gets snubbed. Now, she's a blade, so she's immortal. What's very interesting is if we get to, we get to this part in the trailer, and this is the theory that's kind of predominating on the internet. So we see this. So this this is a masked, winged woman. She has the exact same hairstyle as Melia, the exact same kind of wings, and she's wearing a mask. And it's suggesting that she's kind of behind this war that's going on between these two people. And then this one here, the girl with the cat ears, she's also wearing something very similar to Nia, also wearing a mask. So the predominant theory right now is that Nia, you know, well, the predominant theory is that this is Nia and Melia, and they they are at war with each other hundreds and hundreds of years later. And my theory that I've added on to that is, well, that does make sense, because if the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Xenoblade Chronicles 1 worlds merge at the end of their respective games, where the characters um, and the people of those worlds think that their respective hero is the reason the world was remade, so, for example, the people from Xenoblade Chronicles 1 might see Shulk as this, like, savior, and the people of Xenoblade Chronicles 2 think Rex is this, like, savior, it would be really cool if Nia, who was in love with Rex, is like at war with Melia, who was in love with Shulk, because they each like so firmly believe that the person they traveled with was like the hero of that world, and that they should be in control of the world. That they end up like causing a war, and so you get to see like the like these these parts of the games, like these characters that you love that were so pure and good, like actually have this downfall. And I'm super excited either way. So even if it's not, even if it's just Descendants or whatever, I think the idea of merging the worlds is really cool. So that is my little Xenoblade Chronicles 3 rant. And I'm very excited. Um, this image of uh, the Mechonis' sword, or sorry, the Bionis' sword piercing one of the Titans from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is really cool. Um, and yeah, I'm super hyped for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Comes out September, sooner than I thought. It's it's the furthest out. It's definitely sooner than I thought too. It's the furthest out game that we know of this year, and we don't even know what Nintendo has planned for, like officially planned for August, October, November, or December. So like their holiday is wide open, and they had this killer direct. So this year is just so exciting for nintendo there's so much more that can be announced and like just that possibility there it's just it's so exciting because what else do they have well there's rumors and stuff but like i i something big is going to happen still like 
it's wide open in the holiday. Yep. And it's like there's something for everybody this year. Whether you are like a casual adventure game kind of person and, and you want Kirby in the Forgotten um land, or whether you're like more of just like a casual gamer in general and something like Strikers or Mario Kart interests you or whether you're somebody who's a little bit more hardcore into like RPGs, you got some triangle strategy, you have Xenoblade Chronicles, or like, you know, you got Splatoons, a shooter, like, um, you have Fire Emblem Warriors, which is like a, a fighting, like not a fighting game, but like an adventure game. Like there's lots mm-hmm. coming out in the first half. And like, honestly, I would argue that the first half of this year is already better than all of 2021. Like, we had some major hitters. Like, don't get me wrong, Mario Party Superstars and Metroid Dread were, like, incredible. Um, but, like, if you throw Legends Arceus into this mix, too, and you look at the first, like, two quarters of this year, like, this is quite quite the beginning for Nintendo. Yeah. 100%. Like, this is... I feel it's almost overwhelming. Yeah. Knowing how much they have. And like, I haven't felt this way since 2017, like where every month they had something. So, and that's very well could, that very well could be happening again this year. Yeah. So. Because where was Zelda in all of this? Right. Yeah. We still like Bayonetta coming out this year. Like, yeah. Supposedly. I honestly don't. (laughs) I honestly don't think Zelda's coming out this year because they, they they might not need it, or they might say they might save it for like the equivalent of the E3 direct. Yeah, and I think they will. Like, I honestly was not expecting Zelda in this direct at all because I think yeah. that, um, like, like um, Aonuma said, they didn't reveal the title at the last reveal because the title's a spoiler. And the next time they show this game, they're show, giving us the title. And it's going to be when there's the massive, like, total, like, everything's on the table. And I think that's E3. Um, and I think yeah. regardless of whether this game comes out this year or next year, um, that's happening at E3. Um, yeah. And I don't think Zelda's the kind of game they're saving either, right? Like, I don't think, like, if Zelda's ready in November, there's no way Nintendo's going to be like, oh, just push it till 2023. Like, that game's coming out when it's ready. Um and I'm not confident it'll come out this year either. But know what? If it doesn't, I don't think Nintendo needs it. I'm sure they have some other things that are coming out at the end of the year. And the front, the beginning of the year was already front-loaded with so much stuff that I feel like they're okay. Yeah. They're really okay. If anything, okay. Like the past few years have really showed us is that Nintendo doesn't need Mario and Zelda to make a lasting impact on... And I, I think that's... They're, starting to understand that that they don't mm-hmm. need a mario game every year they don't need a zelda game every year to like they have so much ip push. yeah and with all the support they're getting from some of their um like specifically you know koi tecmo namco bandai square enix and platinum games like they're good like this year alone live alive triangle strategy um bayonetta 3 um is there anything else I'm I'm missing? Our, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of just like like third party games that are exclusive. Oh, I thought you were talking about the companies making. Yeah, games no, them. but they have like a lot of third party, just like even those three, right? Like they they do get a lot of third party exclusive games, and I I think they're okay. Like honestly, like they're fine this year. 
Zelda would be a great way to end the year. Um, but if it doesn't happen, you know what? I'm not disappointed at this point. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful adventure. It was a great direct. I think all of us came out satisfied. Um, most of us here at the Hub especially World. Especially Joe. Yeah, especially, especially Joe. Joe. Um, Joe and Carlo, I think, you know, satisfied in some ways. Other ways not. We will, maybe one day we'll have a nice little debate. But I'm um, looking forward to our next podcast. Um, we are in like a Nintendo season right now. Um, so just to give you a little preview, our next episode will be featuring, um, we're finally going to do our little um, impressions on Legends Arceus. Um, we had to delay that a little a week because of the Nintendo Direct, but what a better time to, like what a great time to talk about Legends Arceus right after we hear mm-hmm. about all this. And then following that for our 50th episode, as it is a landmark episode, um, we're going to be finishing off our Essentials series with our Switch Essentials. So um, three... Nintendo episodes right in a row. Okay, that brings us to the end of today's quest. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like or subscribe or follow button. Uh, if you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas for upcoming uh, ideas for our icebreaker uh, or just share your thoughts. What did we get right? Uh, what did we get wrong? Uh, tell us what you're excited about or uh, what uh, you got on your mind. We read all the comments and we appreciate any and all of them. Um, anyway, that's it from us here at the Hub World. We'll see you next time. Microsoft, make a new banjo game. See everybody. Bring it to Switch. Oh yeah. Yep. See everyone. See everyone. See everyone.